Welcome to the Court of Three podcast and happy Valentine's Day. Thank you so much for joining Lisa and me on this journey. It is our prayer that what we say and reveal on the Court of Three podcast will either make you think, laugh, or cry, or all three. Lisa and I certainly don't have it all figured out. I mean, even after 27 years of marriage and 24 years of parenting, we are still learning and growing together and pray that the stories and the lessons that we share will spur you on in your marriages, your parenting, your spiritual journeys, your struggles, your joys, your sorrows, and your celebrations. Today, it's just me. Lisa doesn't know that I'm producing this episode solo. The reason is because I want to share lessons that I've learned from her. And I want to be able to honor her on this day, as well as the next one, since it's her birthday. Yep, that's right. She turns 49 years old tomorrow, February the 15th. She's got one more year until she hits the big 5-0. One of my fondest memories of my relationship with Lisa was on one of our first dates. The truth is, it seems like every date we've had over the last 28 years is just as sweet and as special as the first. But on this first date that we were having, she and I went to go see our first movie. That first movie we saw was Benny and June. Great movie. If you haven't seen it, certainly encourage you to go see it. Love that movie. It was the first time that Lisa and I actually held hands. Actually, it started out as locking pinkies, and then we went to holding hands. And we've been holding hands now for nearly 28 years. We've held hands in good times and in rough times, in joyful times and in sorrowful times. Lisa loves the touch. It's one of her love languages. Touch and time, those are how she feels loved. Lisa and I have been through a lot together. Traveling to different parts of the world. We've been in China. We've been in South America. We've been in Europe. We've um, been in a lot of places in our own country. We've led student ministry in churches. We've experienced great pain in churches. We've experienced the death of friends, family members, and yes, even a child whom we were adopting. In our first year and a half of marriage, I worked three jobs and finished college. I was working construction by day. I was working at CC's Pizza at night, actually helped to open the CC's Pizza in Athens. 
And then Wednesdays and Sundays, I was serving as a student pastor at a local church in Athens. And then on top of all that was wrapping up school as Lisa, too, was wrapping up college. I actually made the dean's list that last semester. It was the good dean's list, by the way. It really took me getting married to buckle down and to really do my uh, schoolwork. Um, prior to Lisa, uh, I was a little bit more interested in UGA football and just hanging out with friends and not really doing a whole lot of studying. But hey, when you get married and you buckle down and you're living in the same house and when she's doing her schoolwork, you ain't got really much, nothing else to do but your own schoolwork. So I wound up making the dean's list. We've parented three great kids. I say great because, well, I love them deeply. I love each one of my children deeply. So deeply that I would lay my life down for them. I, 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 when I think about my kids, I know that they can be turds just like me. But at the end of the day, God blessed Lisa and me with Tyler, Jared, and Elizabeth. And no matter what they do in this life, there's nothing that my kids will ever be able to do that will ever make me stop loving them. And so the fact that they are gifts from the Lord causes me to be incredibly proud of each one. So I love them deeply, and I say they're great. Lisa and I have taken great steps of faith, and we've seen God provide in some pretty miraculous ways. Matter of fact, that's probably a whole other podcast is how we would see God move in those miraculous waves, ways. We've seen God use us in some pretty cool ways as well where we planted a church, we've had to change careers, and now we're two years away, actually probably less, we're two years away from being empty nesters. All that to say is that I have learned so much from my wife, and I, in tribute to her, and as a thanksgiving to God, want to share my top three lessons that I've learned from Lisa. And as I walk through these lessons, I hope that they're an encouragement to you, but even more, I want to point to the glory of God for blessing me with a spouse and a friend, a teammate, a partner in this life, a helpmate in this life who has taught me these three things. And these three things have been like bedrock to me. And I'm so grateful for these lessons.
that, that I've learned from her as I've watched her put these things into place in her own daily life and in her relationships with people. And it's just, for me, these are just great, beautiful lessons that I have learned from her. So the first is forgiveness. If there's one thing about Lisa, Lisa forgives quickly. She, um, one of the first things that I noticed about her in our beginning of, uh, of our relationship when we were just becoming friends and then we started dating and then we moved into a, um, a little bit more of a serious relationship when we were beginning to talk about marriage and then we were engaged and then we were planning for a wedding. There were plenty of times in our lives in the, in the life that God was establishing, there were plenty of times where I saw that it would be really, really easy for Lisa to hold a grudge, but she didn't. What Lisa did was she was really, really quick to forgive. And the times that I saw her do that helped me to be quick to forgive because as I saw people in her life that might have brought her pain or struggles or, you know, hurt her feelings or anything along those lines. Because I loved her, I wanted to defend her. And in my defense, it would have been really, really, it was really easy for me to not move to a place of forgiveness. It was really easy for me to move to a place of defense for her and if feelings were hurt or whatever, I didn't really care because I'm defending her. I'm defending the one that I loved and I cherished and that person was hurting her. So me, I'm going to defend her. Well, what I saw in Lisa's life was just a spirit of forgiveness that God had developed in her over the years of her life. And I'm so thankful uh, to have watched that, to have observed that, and to have learned from her that act of forgiveness because it's such a supernatural power to forgive. Um, I don't know if anyone human, just in human effort, can forgive completely. I think forgiveness, complete and total forgiveness, is a supernatural power that is only given to us by God and, and empowered, um, empowered to us by God to be able to do so. And so to see Lisa forgive in the way that she forgave demonstrated to me that God had done a mighty work in her life and equipped her with this forgiveness that was just incredibly powerful in her life. And I was like, I want that. I want to be able to forgive like Lisa. So that was the first thing that I learned from Lisa 
The second thing that I learned from Lisa, and this was after we were married, and this was when we were talking about our finances and how we were going to operate. And at that time in my life, I was not really, um, I was not really one who practiced tithing. I was not one who regularly gave um, to to the Lord. And I mean, first and foremost, um, I was a broke college student. And so I didn't really have a whole heck of a lot to give. And I also had those bills and all of those things that needed to be paid for. And um, But I learned really, really quickly when we got married, that was going to happen. It was a non-negotiable in our financial plan. Um, now, we haven't been perfect in our financial planning. We've made some, we've made some bad mistakes. We've uh, gone into debt. We've been out of debt. We've gone back in. Um, and it's been like that. But I'll tell you what, though. The one thing that has not um, wavered in all of our years of marriage, the one thing that has not wavered is giving to the Lord. Um, giving to the Lord the first fruits of what He has blessed us with. And the tithe, we have just trusted the Lord with. And I know that if we were to have taken that tithe out of giving it to the Lord and we were to use it for other things, oh, we could have done a lot of, a lot of other stuff with it. As I look at the thousands and thousands of dollars over the course of our marriage that we've given to the church, given to the Lord. Let me, let me rephrase that. We're giving it to the Lord. It's who we're giving it to. We're not giving it to an organization. We're not giving it to a person. We are giving it to the Lord. It is His. He gave it to us first, and He's only, I mean, because 100% of what we have, this is the lesson, this is the big lesson that I've learned in giving to the Lord, is that whatever I have, whatever we have as a couple, 100% of it is from God. And if God is wanting the first fruits of what we've been given, He's going to get the first fruits. He's going to give it, get it. And we want to be a part of that giving. We want to be a part of that generosity because at the heart of God is the heart of generosity. And he's teaching us to be generous with what he's given to us. And we're those conduits of generosity and blessing in the lives of other people. And so when we give to the Lord, man, God takes that gift and he multiplies that gift. It may not be where, you know, you go out to your mailbox and, you know, you're, you get double what you gave. No, that's, it. no, it doesn't always happen like that. Maybe on the occasionally something may happen like that where you are the beneficiary of a, of somebody's generosity and God used that um, in your life to remind you that, hey, you uh, uh, are in, in a need here and God wants to provide for you in that way. But listen, when it comes to giving, 
God just wants you to give to him and to tithe. So we started that off. We started off at the very beginning of our marriage. We didn't have a whole lot at the very beginning of our marriage, and but we've been faithful through those years to be um, tithers, not to the church, okay, but to the Lord. Now we give through the church, but it's to the Lord. And that was such a big lesson in in my life and being able to see God work just through that one act of just giving to the Lord the first fruits of what He's given to us. So first thing I've learned from Lisa was forgiveness. The second thing I've learned from Lisa was to give to the Lord, to be faithful in the tithe. And the third thing that I've learned from Lisa, and this is just a matter of importance for her, as I think, as I look around our house and I look at the furniture, I look at the TVs, I look at the kitchen, I look at what all the things we have from our bedroom to our living room to what we have in the garage, the, the most sacred piece of furniture in our household is her table. It's her table, her dining room table. It's a farm table, beautiful, about seven feet long, about a little over three, almost four feet wide. And the table is where everybody has a seat, young and old. Everybody has a seat. And no matter who's around that table, we're all family. It's a time of fellowship. It's a time where people are glad and sincere in heart. Matter of fact, Lisa has above the table a passage of Scripture in the book of Acts. It says, They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts. That's Lisa's favorite room where the table is, the dining room. And in that room, conversations are rich, fellowship is sweet, the food is delicious, no matter what she cooks, even though the, bur- the bread may be a little toasty. But what is served on that table is more than just food. What is served on that table is love. And... The lesson there is that the table is the centerpiece of our home. It's where we do life. We play games at the table. We eat at the table. We talk around the table. It's a sweet place where we all come together. And I'm so thankful that she has been committed to making sure that our family is seated around the table on a recurring basis. Every week, there's at least one to two meals that we have around that table. Sometimes it's just me and Lisa. Sometimes it's just Lisa, myself, and our daughter Elizabeth. And then there are days when 
it's full with friends, with other family. And as I reflect on the table, I reflect on how I grew up and how the table was the centerpiece of my mama's home. And I'm so thankful that I have a woman, a wife, who so appreciates the value of the table. So Lisa has taught me to forgive quickly, to give generously, and to come to the table. Lisa, honey, I love you in big ways. I love you in small ways. I love you this minute, and I will love you always. Happy Valentine's Day and happy birthday. I'm so glad that you said yes.